I'm content creator Corey Walmsley, the founder of Aurora Corealis Publishing. I'm dedicated to helping women entrepreneurs make a big impact by turning the next page with tools, tips, and resources that empower and connect the dots through books, publishing, and more. Every episode includes me, along with a featured guest on my globally recognized show, Page Turner Studio with Corey. Hello, welcome to another episode of Page Turner Studio with Corey. I'm your host, Corey Walmsley, CEO of Aurora Corealis Publishing and author of nine, almost 10 books. My 10th one comes out in November. It's called The Treasures We Seek, and it's another story about a woman overcoming challenges in her life and rising to become even more amazing than she was before. I'm really excited for that launch, so be sure you watch uh, social media for when that book is going to be available. Um, today, we have another amazing guest. We have um, author and speaker Lee M. Clark. Lee is on a mission to make an impact from her busy career transforming businesses through technology at Microsoft to her charity that throws around kindness like confetti. I love that. Um, everything Clark works on is about making a difference. And I wanted to give you a little bit more because she does so much, uh, so much work here. That's just amazing. Um, her nonprofit kindly has made a significant impact nationwide in efforts such as gathering school supplies for foster children, distributing crucial items to the homeless, delivering gifts to women and children who are victims of abuse and human trafficking and paying off holiday holiday layaways for strangers. Their work has been featured on Rachel Ray, the Today Show and on many other national media outlets. Additionally, Clark is an author with several Amazon on bestsellers such as Living Kindly, which is this one right here, and The Dream is in Your Hands. She is also a motivational speaker who's been featured nationally, including multiple times on the TEDx stage. Her hope is to inspire others to live their best life by sharing their own positivity. She believes that we can make the world a nicer place, one act of kindness at a time. Through helping to uplift others, she has found her purpose and is leaving an indelible mark. And the way I actually met Lee was through working on one of her books, Living Kindly, this one. Um, this is such a beautiful volume. And we're going to talk a little bit about that one. And then the uh, Dream is in Your Hand and the sequel to that one, um, along with some of the books that Lee has coming up this fall. Um, so let me bring her up from the screen room. I am from the green room. I'm so excited for you guys to meet her. We're going to be talking about how to create your legacy with speaker and author Lee M. Clark. Welcome, Lee. It's so wonderful to have you on. Hey, friends. How are you? And thank you so much. I'm so proud of all you're doing. And thanks for having me on the show. Sure. Thank you. I'm proud of what you're doing. You're doing some amazing work. <laughs> we're, killing, yeah. we're just killing it. We are. Yeah. Tell me about um, what inspired Living Kindly and how you guys started on this book journey. And you know, then we'll start talking about what's coming up this fall. Yeah, no, it's really interesting because I had written almost an entire book and it was a self-help book called Succeeding with an Impact Mindset Swim. And then the pandemic hit. Yeah. And it was just not the time for a self-help book. Like everyone was just really trying to survive and I just felt like it wasn't the right time to deliver that message. But I wanted to put some positivity into the world. As Corey kind of talked about, that's my mission. My mission is to always leave an impact. What I do is never for attention, it's for impact. 
And so I was like, you know, what can I do? And I had an idea to write a collective about kindness. And so I went on LinkedIn, I typed the word kindness, and then I clicked people, and I found 14 global thought leaders um, who were all in kindness roles um, and asked them to write a piece discussing what kindness means to them. No further direction other than what does kindness mean to you. And um, we were able to publish that, I think, in 2020, like at the height of the, the pandemic. And it was really just um, a love note to, you know, everyone kind of going through what they went through and and everyone was in their own kind of like private suffering and, and private transformations. Um, and the hope was to continue to spread kindness amidst what was a really tough time for a lot of people. Yeah, I love that as a mission. Um, and something that you told me one time really stuck with me. There's nothing kinder than sharing your story. And yeah. I love that because it it helps other people feel seen and heard. Yeah, and, and I've done that a lot in my personal life. I'm very transparent, you know, be it an IVF journey or difficult relationships in my life. I know that, like, I want to always repurpose pain as well as positivity because you never know who's sitting in the dark feeling alone. And I also think, you know, again, topic of the show, when you share your stories, it gives an ability for you to leave your legacy and tell people what your journey's been like, the good, the bad, how much you're comfortable sharing um, but I think that message not only inspires people, but it, it leaves a, your mark on the world. Yeah, I love that. So I wanted to share your first tip. Um, this is Lee's impactful page turner share. I've learned that people all need to feel seen, valued and heard, which goes with what she was just saying. Also, yeah. I've learned to plan aspirational goals and then do your best to live up to them. So tell me a little bit about how this works in your life. Yeah, well, I would say like my newest mantra is we make plans and we live up to them. And so, um, you know, a lot of times we want everything to be just right to book the trip or to do the thing or to go after life. But there's no guarantees on day to day. And sometimes if you just plan it, you know, even if it's just you hold a hotel reservation for Las Vegas on New Year's Eve and maybe you make it, maybe you don't. And, and not getting overly like tied to like the perfectionism, but really just saying, I'm going to make this happen. Instead of waiting for the timing to be right, like fact of the matter is most motivational speakers, most um, people who are impacting in major ways, th the timing's never right. It's never going to be 100% right. You get, kind of just have to go for it and then, you know, push yourself to live up to those goals. Um, you know, and I also think, you know, to the, the earlier uh, tip or advice, you know, everyone wants to be seen, valued and heard. No matter the person, no matter their life circumstances, there are lessons to be learned within them. And to me, authenticity is the closest thing to perfection you can get. Like the more real you are, the more transparent you are, the more you're willing to face yourself and be open, be an open vessel, you know, have your boundaries, but be an open vessel. I think, you know, allowing yourself to be seen, valued and heard. We're in the information age. There's plenty of places to get your stories out and your messages out. Um, I love doing these books, but I, you know, it's, it's just make sure you, you leave your mark. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. And I love that it's with kindness, um, yeah. kindness toward ourselves, um, you know, giving ourselves grace. I think that's really important to not be so caught up in like, oh my God, I did this. Now I have to you know, make sure that I execute. You know, I said this, now I have to make sure I execute. I think having a little bit of flexibility around, the goals and understanding that sometimes things happen and we need to, you know, adjust and, you know, see yeah. where we want to go from there. I think that's really important. That's why I love the word aspirational, mm -hmm. because when you attach aspirational goals 
to your goals, it means I'm going to do my best. I aspire to get there. I'm going to shoot the moon. And if I wind up among the stars, so be it. And it takes the pressure off. If you're somebody who has to like live and die by the plan, then plan for it, but also figure out something that's, that's an achievable goal. Um, if you're crazy like me, then you just like aim the bar so high and some days you make it and some days you don't. Um, but I think that, that that's genuine kindness to yourself. Um, one of the authors in my upcoming book um, writes a blog. Uh, her name's Alyssa Young. She writes a blog called Unlimited Refills. And the whole blog is about how you can't pour from an empty cup. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. And for a number of years, even doing the charity, I was giving, 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 but not giving to myself or just giving myself space and grace. You know, mm -hmm. I was living for the world. Um, and now, you know, like, I'm not going to let the world change me. My goal is to change the world. But I also give myself, like, flexibility. Like, we're not perfect. As long as we're real, that's the real part, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And I think it's important that people are out there sharing that message, too. So I love that that's uh, something that you're sharing with us today. So I wanted to share Lee's being a page turner tip. Sharing your story is a way to leave your legacy. There's such a short amount of time in our online world to communicate who we are and how we got here. Writing or contributing to a book allows people to get to know you. Tell me more yeah. about that. Yeah, so we're like living in the 90 second reel generation, which I love a good reel. I, I like literally love scrolling, but attention spans are short and putting your story out there, especially in collectives, I'm really, I have yet to publish that initial book, right? Yeah. Uh, it will come out sometime, but I am so into sharing multitude of people's stories in one place because it's not necessarily 200 pages about you, but it gives people a glimpse into what your journey has been like. And mm -hmm. you really can't cover that in a short, you know, Facebook reel or post or whatever. You can share bits and pieces, even if you're on podcasts or blogs, it's always a little bit. And so I think it's really important that you find venues in which you can share your story um, more like widely um, and collectives are great because when you partner with a lot of other authors, you reach a wider audience, mm -hmm. um, but also you widen the narrative around who you are. Um, it's really important to me that people talk more about who they are than what they do. I want to know why you do it. I don't want to know just, I don't want everyone just showing up shiny. I certainly don't always show up shiny, but um, I'm more fascinated by the, what were the hurdles? How did you overcome them? Because that's where the lessons are. Yeah. Yeah. I love all of that. Um, I wanted to mention too, uh, Leah's calling uh, the book a collective. I've heard people call it collectives, anthologies, group books. It's where a bunch of authors are each sharing a chapter. And so you have, you know, maybe 12 to 20 people all sharing a chapter in that book and you have the power of that collective behind the book. Yes. Yeah. Um, I Something that I love about a collective is that people can be more selective of what they're sharing. So you have to go kind of narrow, but you have to go deep. So you're yeah. not sharing, you know, I, I did all these millions of things in my life. It's select one story that was pivotal, one moment that really yeah. impacted you because you want to use that story to impact other people. 
Yeah, and I tell a lot of authors in my books that um, if you if you have the aspirational goal to write a book, a collective is a great way to start and do the trailer to the movie and give people the highlight reel, build your audience through sharing it with other authors, be part of a team, learn through the process, you know, get through the editing process, know what the launch is like, all of those things, and then you can go and tell your story. You'll have a much more realistic view of how it should be received. Um, another thing I always stress to authors, and this is why collectives are really important to me as well, is most people think that everyone sees your social media posts, like 8% of your feed sees your social media posts. Yeah. So I've seen so many authors go about it on their own, launch these books, use social media, and, and if you pay to promote, you'll get more um, views. But I've seen authors spend, you know, tens of thousands of dollars to write books, and then they feel like their story wasn't important and that's the real tragedy to me it's not you know who got to see it and oh was i like noticed it's none of that it's that they don't feel like they were seen valued and heard and they poured their heart into a project so that's another reason i really love what i'm doing now with um sharing people's stories and, and again in a more narrow focused narrative um it allows them to walk through the process and it also gives them a wider reach for people who want to hear more of their story because you don't yeah. get a lot you know in a small chapter um, but it, it sets up the readers who follow you or, or appreciate what you're sharing to want to know more about those highlight reels. Yeah. Yeah. Um, that's something I've really enjoyed about collectives is that a lot of times the one author will share a post about the book and everybody will comment or you tag all the authors and say, Hey, make sure you guys comment on this. Um, it, it's a group effort really yeah. to make sure that lots more people see it. Um, and that's the social media game. You have to make sure that you're getting the likes, you're getting the comments that people are sharing things. And when you have a collective, I mean, you already have your group, you have the people you can depend on. And as long as everybody is pulling their weight and you know doing it together, you can rise together. And, and look at, you know, large corporations that have made an impact in the world. It's all collaboration, you know, going at it alone, you know, is never a way to really scale. And it depends on, you know, what your intention is, again, with your writing. Fun fact, though, the first ever collective slash anthology published by Aurora Corealis Publishing was Living Kindly. Not yes, yes. So that was really fun for Corey and I. She's gone on to do a ton of collectives. I've gone on to do a ton of collectives, always through Aurora Corealis. I've done all my books um, with Corey and her team. But um, we've been on this journey together of sharing, you know, people's stories. And I think that's great. And you and I collaborate really well. And that's a good example of, you know, going at it alone. It, it's not necessary. You don't learn as much. Yeah. If you do it in your like little narrow lane, if you, yeah. you know, allow yourself to be open, to meet new people, to hear their stories um, and to share in a group effort, it just it, it brings a lot more energy to the experience. Yeah, I completely agree with that. Um, and I do think that it's important to find a publisher that you work well with. Um, it's important to have a team of authors that work well together and you know, stress that this is a team effort. Um, since you are talking about the books, uh, go ahead and tell everybody about the series that you have coming up this fall. Yeah, so, so exciting. So I'll, 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 I'll say previously to that, um, we did a couple collectives after Living Kindly um, called The Dream Is In Your Hands, which was a series that was about people who are out there doing the thing, you know, ESPN reporters, Nickelodeon executives, um, just people who are really like on a path to success sharing with like the youth of tomorrow or um you know the future what they did how they got there and why why 
why they succeeded and how they're giving back. And so that became an inspirational prod, pr part of why I'm doing what I'm doing now. Um, so I was gonna move out of my area and I go to a lot of networking events and I meet so many people, but it's like, hi, oh my God, we should have lunch. Oh my God, you look so cute. Okay, bye. Yeah. And there's not that, like I'm a four quarters over a hundred pennies girl all day long. I, I am about, I'm, I can remember everyone's story. Like I'm really interested in people in that way. So I was about to move out of the area and I was like, oh my God, there's so many women I never had the lunch with, or there's so many women I had the lunch with that have so many amazing stories that I am just looking for a way to, um, I want to share them, right? Mm -hmm. So I launched this project here in Southwest Florida. I live in um, Cape Coral, Florida, Fort Myers area. Some somewhere everybody's great aunt lives. Um, but anyway, I got together 20 women um, to share their stories. Again, not what they do, more the why do they do it and how did they get there? And that book filled up so fast that we then moved on to Slaying Tampa. And then we're now in Slaying Atlanta and Slaying Nashville, um, Slaying Chicago, Slaying Long Island. Like we're going to go national because there are so many stories to tell. And mm -hmm. there are so many interesting people out there. Um, I'm really the slaying series is focused on women who are are leaving their mark. You know, slaying is not like, oh, you have to look fabulous every day and like have designer this and that. It's yeah. like leaving your mark, which again is is an it's always the undercurrent of my messaging. Yeah. Yeah. I've been able to read some of these. We're kind of in the editing process right now. Um, but I've been able to catch a few of them as they're coming through. And these are just amazing stories. Um, I something I love about women entrepreneurs is that they never just get up and they're like, oh, I'm going to do this. And they go off and do it. It's always like this up and down. And they've been through these things and they take that and use that to boost them up. And it's really going to be an impactful series. So I'm very excited to get all these stories together and finally sit down and do my final review. Where I sit and read every story. It, yeah. They are really amazing. Yeah, no, and fun fun story also, when Corey and I did this one, uh, The Dream is in Your Hands, She Can Do It, we did it for Women's International Month, I think in like 2021, and we wrote 60 women's stories, like helped them publish 60 women's stories in 45 days. Um, so the, the insanity of getting all that together, you can't imagine, it's very much a project management kind of thing. Um, and yeah. so it's been an enjoyable process, but we've we've done this before, we've done it under a ton of pressure, and um, getting their messages out is so like rewarding that it doesn't ever feel like it's, it's my hobby, right? I have a job. Um, it, this is what I do for enjoyment. This is what I do, um, to feel like I'm helping people leave their mark. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. And I love that I get to be a part of it too. I know <laughs> we know how to grind and shine. Yeah. So I want to share the turn the page with Corey tip. The first step to writing a book, whether by yourself or with others, is to create a plan. I'm sure that uh, this is something that you did before you sat down and said, you know what, I'm going to tell all these people we're, part, we're doing a book, we're doing this. You had a plan for it. You didn't just sit down and go, oh, all right, let's do this. We'll figure it out as we go. <laughs> tell me a little bit about how you planned your books. Yeah, there is a little bit of we'll figure it out as we go, because even in this new series, I feel like we're building a plane and flying it. And there's things I'm learning every time we do a project. There's there's always the lessons learned. Um, but for me, it's really about what's the intentional message. I don't like to over direct authors. Um, there's authors that seek direction. I don't want I want people to speak from the heart. That's very important to me. Like if I ever give a speech, 
it's always from the cuff. Like I just speak from the heart. So I try not to over engineer the narrative, but there's gotta be like a key theme. So with the slaying series, um, and one of our authors is actually the reason behind this. It's kind of, uh, and it's Mandy Shellis has a work, like a workbook called be the, being the hero of your own story. Um, and so it's really about like the tenacity. How have you shown up for yourself? What have you overcome? You know, like what, what have you done to, um, empower yourself? And then, you know, it's about finding the right candidates. So back to the living kindly story, you know, going on LinkedIn, clicking kindness, finding kindness, people with kindness as part of their job title, right? Mm -hmm. As we go to these cities, we look for people who are being um, either featured in the publications or we see them at networking events. We know they're the ones in those rooms saying, hi, oh my God, you look great. Let's get lunch. Yeah. You know, those women who are, are going out of their way, they're publishing reels. They're trying to get their message out. Um, but it's very much the curation process, I think, is the most important part of the plan. Um, if you're planning to write a book on your own, I think it's the arc of the message. One thing I always tell authors, even for their chapters, is create a timeline first, mm. right? Create how many key moments are you going to share? If it's a full book, you might have whatever, 10, 12 chapters. So you probably have 10, 8 to 10 moments that you can share, right? <laughs> if it's a collective, you know, maybe you have two to three paragraphs per moment. So maybe you have three, right? And I always talk to them about find some metaphor for like what you stand for. For me, it's all about leaving your mark. It's about making an impact, right? And you use that throughout those stories. You continue to bring that metaphor up throughout those stories so that the reader really understands that there is a cohesive theme. So um, I'm doing a lot of like, and I know Corey, you do this too. You know, I'm doing a lot of coaching with writers and and things like that to help them really um, refine their message. And to your point earlier, like not be all over the map with every little million of moments that have happened, but really find that key theme that represents you, find three to four moments or eight, depending on if you're writing alone or in a collective, mm -hmm. and then share that and carry that same message throughout. Yeah, I really appreciate that you help give your authors guidance. Um, I think that that helps the whole process go a lot smoother and it helps the book feel like it's a collection of things that work together. And I've seen some authors just say, hey, you want to be a part of my book? Share anything about this. And they don't give them enough parameters. Um, mm -hmm. And to me, that's like I, I always liken it to telling someone, hey, go in that room and paint. And they're like, do you want me to paint the walls? Do, do I paint them blue? Do I paint them green? Um, yeah. Should I do a mural? Like, I don't understand what I'm supposed to do. In this case, you have an anthology or a collective. It's like handing them a canvas and saying, I want you to paint an elephant on this canvas. You make it whatever you want. Just make sure it's an elephant. So they know, okay, this is what the area I'm working with. This is what I'm supposed to draw and I'm, or paint and I'm doing it however I want. That right. makes sense to authors. <laughs> yeah, and I love I love giving direction that allows for freedom in it. You know, like giving people like, hey, come up with your metaphor, right? Or what are your three to four moments? It's not me saying pick three to four moments from this age to that age and over engineering because right. I think when you give too much direction to people, it, you lose creativity yeah. and people become boxed in. So I think there's something, but but everyone wants to know, even if you've written, like, like Corey's written whatever, almost 10 books, that they're, well, it's probably written, it's just not published, it's the 10th. But, um, you know, everyone wants, if you're open to feedback, everyone wants different perspective, because even if you've done it nine, 10 times, or this is your first one, hearing somebody else's 
ideas of how they would go go about it is interesting. I have a lot of authors ask to see other people's chapters mm -hmm. and I never send just one. I'll send like four mm -hmm. because I don't want them to get narrowed into, okay, I'm going to do it exactly like she did it because that's not creative. That's, that's like imitation. Yeah. Um, so I think there's, there's planning and then there's also flexibility for creativity. Writing is a very creative process. And um, I think, you know, a lot of authors are really, if they're open and like open enough to be vulnerable and share their stories, a lot of times they're really open and want some idea of like how to go about it. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. And I like that you send chapters. So they have that little bit of guidance, but then they're also able to let the words flow. Yeah, I'm excited with slaying too, because right now um, our first book is coming out uh, for Southwest Florida, like middle to end of October. And so everything I'm sending is like draft mode still. But yeah. I'm excited for the first one to be published. So like going into these new cities, we'll have like upfront, you know, three or four different um, yeah. pieces that they can read. Um, but yeah, I mean, and the other thing is, I think for people who are publishing collectives or, or searching out authors, um, be okay with the no. Okay. Like, because you don't, it's not an ego thing. Like I tell people all the time, it's either a hell yes or a hell no you're either all in or you're out. And, and I, it doesn't matter to me either way. Like that's not between me and, and you, that's between you and your calling. Yeah. If this is the right project for you, great. Because you never want to bring people into the project who are hesitant. It changes the energy of the entire project, like the project. And also that energy will flow. It's the same thing like you're talking about with painting an elephant. If you're like, oh my God, I'm going to screw this up. All that energy goes into the painting. The ears are all crooked. Yeah. Your energy, like your fears go into it. So I always, when I'm looking at authors and we're having the conversation, like, is this a fit for you? If they're not a hundred percent, like a hell yes, I'm so good with that. I'm like, that's, it's not the right project for you. And that's okay. And maybe next time around it will be, and maybe you'll never do it. That's not. Yeah. Everyone else's journey doesn't belong to me. I think that's important life advice besides just books. Um, you know, other people's journeys are not yours to decide um, and yours to judge. Uh, you can observe them if you'd like, but really let people have the space and grace to do things their way in their time. Yeah, I agree. It makes it so much better when everybody is aligned and everybody is 100% in. Mm -hmm. So I want to share the make an impact tip with Corey. When we write a book, we're telling the world that we stand behind our message enough to make it a little more permanent. Now, all of us are on social media all the time, popping stuff up. You know, you might send an article to a magazine. That's going to go after a while. But a book is something that sticks with us. Um, this came out, I think it was spring of 21. I'm still taking this with me to events. I still sell copies of Living Kindly. Um, so it's something that you know we can stand behind. Um, tell me a little bit about how this works for you. Yeah, I think that's, you know, back to like the beginning of the conversation, I think that's where you're leaving your legacy. I mean, that's the permanence of a book. And I've seen, you know, and, and I'm not knocking these types of publications, uh, because I think they're also very important. But I've seen a lot of like magazine style type of publications that feature people at a high level. And they're they're really great for what they do. Yeah. Um, I love the books because they live on Amazon or Kindle or like whatever, you know, yeah. Apple books sometimes, Barnes and Noble. And to your point, Living Kindly is now three years old, but the message is not 
like in it's not irrelevant any in any way right. and i think whenever you're sharing your journey or your story or the arc of what you've been through there's permanence there it's not a post it's not a reel that people scroll through and then two weeks later it's irrelevant yeah. um you know i see people repost reels from three years ago because three years ago like it really like impacted people and now it's gone away like these books live like in eternity um mm -hmm. Yeah, and I don't think Amazon's going anywhere. So, you know, there is that permanence and I love that. And again, the key theme for me being leaving your mark, that's a way to leave a lasting legacy, live your live your legacy, leave your impact. Um, but I really love the permanence of a book. Yeah, um, something that I always find amusing is that um, books don't get thrown out in most cases, they get passed on. So if I decided, oh, I'm done with my copy of Living Kindly, um, I'm gonna either donate it to a bookstore or I, um, you know, some sort of book drive, or I'm going to take it to, we have high, half price books in our area where you can take books in, they'll give you a dollar for it, and then they'll resell it. Somebody else will buy it. And I've done that with books before. I'll take them in, I'll buy new ones, I'll take those back. Um, so books don't usually get thrown out unless they're really, really horrible. Then yes, I have yeah. tossed them in the recycling bin. But, you know, something like this that people are, you know, writing their legacy books, those are going to get passed on, especially if it's something that was really helpful. Someone's going to give it to somebody else and say, this might help you. It really helped me. Right. And, and to your point, like I was walking with my son the other day, we were like on our morning walk and one of our neighbors put a little library in her front yard with all these books. And you see these now at parks and things where people are exchanging books. Um, you know, I'll do that sometimes where I'll go to like the local nursing homes or even, um, you know, some of some of the cancer places where people are going through um, chemo or infusions and they're they're sitting there for, for hours on end and I will drop off books or I'll drop off magazines or like whatever to pass that along because there is that it's a ta tangible object. It's not. And then also it's it's also digital. Right. So we all have our digital shelves, too. I mean, I have um, I have tons of stuff on Audible, actually, both, I think both the books we did for The Dream is in Your Hands, at least one of them was uh, uh, an audio book as well. Yeah. Um, and so there are so many formats to do that. Uh, but again, like, like so much of what we're consuming these days online is really fleeting. And it's very like in the moment. We were singing the corn song the other day. And it's like, that's already like irrelevant, <laughs> you know? Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I, I think I really enjoy the fact that they are passed along um, and their messages do inspire and they are tangible objects and their their shelf life is indefinite. Yeah, I love that. I love that you're helping people make an impact by sharing their stories and anthologies and helping them grow their audience and leave a mark. So yeah. thank you so much for being on the show today. Um, I hope everybody watches this one two or three times. So you make sure you catch all the tips, if, especially yeah. if you're part of an anthology or a collection because you gave so many great tips. So thank you for being on. Um, everybody needs to watch for the slaying series this yeah. fall. Um, that's going to be coming out in October of 23 in case you're watching this several years down the road. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah and we'll see how many cities we're in by then, but yeah, it's, I mean, I'm very excited. I'm, I'm so always privileged to work with you, Corey. Um, anybody who is considering working with Corey, like you have a hundred percent have my endorsement. Anybody can message me and ask. Um, but we've done a lot of work together and there's a lot more to come. Awesome. I can't wait. So thank you for being on. I'm going to send Lee back to the green room and we're going to wrap up. Awesome. Thanks, Corey. Thank you. 
All right. That was another great episode of Page Turner Studio with Corey. Be sure to join me next week on Wednesday at 7 a.m. Pacific, 9 a.m. Central, or if you're in Pittsburgh like me, um, Eastern, it's 10 a.m. Um, we have a new episode every Wednesday where we're talking to authors and speakers and uh, business owners, amazing people who have stories to share and can help you out too. Um, be sure to join us. We're up on YouTube. Have a page turner's day. Thank you for joining me today. You can learn more about me, my products and services at auroracorealispublishing.com. Make sure to join me for another episode every Wednesday at 7 a.m. Pacific, 9 a.m. Central on my globally recognized show, Page Turner's Studio with Corey.